0: form up. what's going on party people we are on episode 109 of one man watch point and overwatch podcast now this is of course a podcast where we talk about everything going on in the wonderful world of overwatch now if you're a returning listener thank you so much for returning week after week i'm of course your host sir dr jm that's at sir D R J M. you can follow me on all socials but especially over on twitter you can follow me there you can tweet at me you can dm me whatever you want bring me questions for the show bring me comments bring me concerns bring me inquiries bring me whatever you've got as it relates to overwatch the overwatch league uh blizzard games or just games in general of course today as of recording this is may 24th that's a wednesday and we actually had a playstation showcase today with lots of game reveals and announcements and uh looks into games that we already knew were coming but definitely seeing some more uh, notably of course uh, more of spider-man too so i'm very excited about that but hit me up with anything you've got and i'll bring it to the show here um i'd love to interact with you now, enough with all that. Let's continue the show. You can, of course, find this podcast on all your favorite podcast services out there, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So give us a follow, leave us a review, tell your friends, and all that jazz. Now, of course, I also encourage you to check me out over on the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast. That is your premier source for everything Vancouver Titans and Toronto Defiant in the Overwatch League. Over on Ready, Set, Pwn, we break down all of the latest happenings in the Overwatch League and, of course, uh, focus on particularly on the two Canadian teams. Uh, Over there, we also do interviews with uh, organizational members and uh, Overwatch League-related peoples, so go check us out over on the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast. Now, we actually probably have a pretty short show today. Um, After last week's episode wound up being quite a bit longer than... Uh, I kind of anticipated it being based on the simple fact that I didn't have a ton that I feel like felt like I wanted to share. Um, In large part, I didn't have a ton that I I felt like I wanted to rehash, just given the fact that I had just talked about it the night before. on the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, and we talked about it quite in depth over there, but it did end up being a pretty, you know, pretty normal length episode, just over an hour with everything packaged in there when all was said and done, um, but this week kind of seems like uh, Blizzard, Overwatch in general, the team are kind of, you know, to use a word, laying low, um, or use a phrase, laying low in the wake of the aftermath of uh the announcement about pve so again we won't really talk this week about pve and everything like that just given you know we talked about that last week uh if you are curious my thoughts check out episode 108 of one man watch point but also check out the uh not the most recent episode of ready set pwn but the one just prior i believe it'd be episode 195 uh where you will actually get a few different perspectives you know mine and of course my two co-hosts over there chris and alex we all shared our thoughts um but without further ado, let's go ahead, continue this boat a-rollin', boat a-floatin', car a-rollin', wagon a-rollin', and dive on in. I feel greatly empowered. So as I mentioned last week on episode 108 of One Man Watchpoint, uh, we had uh, what wound up being a pretty jam-packed show just because of um, everything I wanted to talk about and all my thoughts and opinions and feelings. Um, but of course that does mean that i actually missed some news uh it was a bit of minor news in my opinion it happened earlier in the week um oh no actually it happened on the day of recording um but i i somehow missed it i think it just honestly got overshadowed in the wake of the announcement about pve as it relates to overwatch so more of a general announcement obviously applies to a lot more than just overwatch but carries over to here so we're gonna head on over to news.blizzard.com of course and this was posted on may 17th it reads save the date blizzcon is coming november 3rd to 4th brackets pt see you there after four years of gathering online adventuring let's start that over after four years of gathering online adventuring through azeroth teaming up in overwatch traversing the fields of sanctuary or warming yourself by the fire in the tavern it's finally time to gather in person once more We're happy to announce that BlizzCon will be returning to the Anaheim Convention Center on November 3rd to 4th PT. Our players are at the heart of what makes BlizzCon great, a place where games are the common ground for connection and friendship. Whether you're coming to hang out with friends you only ever get to see online, celebrating epic moments in the games we love, exploring what's on offer in the convention center halls, or eager to learn what's next for our universes, BlizzCon is being created for you. It's the community that has always made this event so special, and we can't wait to see you all again. We'll be back with more details about the show next month, including ticketing information, cosplay, and other competition details, and more. For those of you who want to book accommodations now, our hotel blocks are now available. Sorry, I'm yawning. Whether you'll be joining us in person or online, we can't wait to share what we've been working on and celebrate together. We're counting down the days alongside you. Stay up to date with BlizzCon and all things Blizzard by following us on Twitter. So there you have it. And minor note that I thought was kind of a little bit humorous, a little bit funny. Um, The news article that immediately precedes this, so they have a little next article feature at the end of this and it links to blizzcon reimagining blizzcon a message about the previously announced upcoming blizzcon line event october 26th 2021 that's right the last time they posted here october 26th 2021 anyways i just thought it was funny and obviously the topic as well reimagining BlizzCon, blizzcon online details so Anywho, who um missed news obviously i missed this uh last week i did hear it and then i just completely forgot to mention it but of course blizzcon coming this november um presumably there will be information about overwatch 2 you know i do truly wonder what the extent or how exciting that information honestly can really be um you know in in my humble opinion the 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 big thing that I, okay, I'm about to go into PVE talk, and this is something that I had just said I wasn't going to talk too much about, but anyways, in my opinion, uh, the big kicker that everyone was waiting for with, uh, Overwatch 2 was, of course, the PVE. Um, without that, I mean, I would assume we're going to get, you know, roadmap details. They will probably, since, since they've told us roadmap details up through about August, I wouldn't be surprised if, August rolls around, we need to hear an announcement about uh, what's coming after that. Um, The August season, in theory, if season seven starts in August, it would run August through September, so then we'd be partway through another season. Um, Unless, of course, previous one ends in August, then it'd be September, October. So BlizzCon might just coincide with a new season starting. Um, So they may just do the big unveiling of the next roadmap, or the future of overwatch something like that um similar to what we saw with this uh season 5 6 and 7 roadmap announcement uh from last week um you know kind of that they stuck alongside the uh announcement of about pve but to me it, re- it really does beg the question what what is the exciting news what can how can they bring excitement back to overwatch you know um we've been playing the pve for how long now maps can only do so much characters heroes can only do so much um, and of course, you know, even even something like game modes only goes so far. Um, so I really do wonder what what they can what excitement they can stir up in us uh, as Overwatch fans. Of course, we do also know, or not, I'm not sure if they've 100 percent confirmed it, but I believe we know that the Overwatch World Cup championship will be held at blizzcon so of course that's exciting for the overwatch side of things um, we'll get to see our countries face off of course united states looking like a, a big time contender right now south korea all obviously always looks like a contender um, and then of course a handful of other teams that are looking pretty good um, especially i want to say denmark maybe there's a, there's a few teams over in the eurasia um area that that are looking good as well um, so anyways we know that that will be happening but again you know I I am scratching my brain to think what could they do to really stir some excitement in the overwatch fan base and at this point I I don't truly know um, I know I've talked previously about this current season's battle pass and I have been really enjoying it this is the first battle pass I've bought into since the first season um I skipped seasons two and three just because I wasn't too um, wasn't super into the themes or what they were doing um I, I mean if i'm being honest i actually love the the grecian myth theme uh, that they kind of went with for season two but for some reason i mean i think honestly i kind of burnt out on season one so i just wasn't too into the game during season two um season three i got a little bit more into it but again i just didn't return to it too too much but then the recent Star Starwatch um, theme and everything really kind of spoke to me wanted that Winston uh, uh, alien skin wanted that Doomfist and Ash bounty hunter skins and things like that so I've been all in on this battle pass I'm getting close to completing it um, and I'll talk a tiny bit more about that uh, in the news section of this episode um, but in any case I am getting close to completing this battle pass and I'm excited about that as the season comes to an end I think we've got maybe 19 18 19 days left in this season um and it looks for all intents and purposes like i'm probably going to be actually pretty into the next battle pa- or the next uh, season looks like it will be kind of a f- high fantasy theme so think elves and orcs and goblins and trolls and all that kind of stuff stuff that we know blizzard has traditionally had a uh a pretty awesome history with obviously coming from the warcraft side of things um you know blizzard kind of Blizzard kind of has it down on all different fronts of the fantasy realms, right? They've got their sci-fi uh, sort of uh, uh, mythos series, franchises is the word I'm looking for, with, of course, StarCraft, but then also kind of a future sci-fi, um, more of a, slightly more realistic, but a more of a future sci-fi thing with with Overwatch. They've got the fantasy side with Warcraft and World of Warcraft and obviously Hearthstone as well. Um, and then, of course, they've got kind of a, an apocalyptic style thing going on with Diablo as well um, still still kind of fantasy but you know a different different kind of fantasy not quite that high fantasy that I would I would say uh, it looks like our next season is going to be so anyways I'm I'm I have a feeling I'll be pretty into the overall theme of the next season but will I buy into the battle pass that is to be determined um, I'm not too sure what other games I'll be playing as we come into this but I've obviously been splitting my time quite a bit between uh star wars jedi survivor and overwatch right now in an effort to beat both of well beat jedi survivor but also um complete this battle pass um and they do kind of you know overlap the- thematically nicely which is which is great but you know going into next season i should in theory i'm, I'm at the very very end of uh jedi survivor so i'll be done with that soon um, so, you know, it may just be the case that I don't really have much to play outside of Overwatch or that I'm not currently playing much outside of Overwatch. So maybe I'll buy into this, this season five. Um, but I also might just, you know, hold on to my, my currency there because, uh, on the anticipation of seeing what they actually do with, with the PVE when they, I believe they did announce that it would be coming. Uh, I can't, I can't quite remember the image if it was season six or seven, but, Season 5, you know, Scuttlebutt has been that it seems like it might be a little lackluster. Um, But again, for me personally, the seasons thus far have mostly come down to the themes behind them. Do I I mean, the first one I was always going to buy because it's the first one. It was the, yay, Overwatch is back, you know, new stuff. So I obviously wanted to get that. Other than that, though, it's really come down to how much do I vibe with the style? How much do I vibe with the rewards that you're getting from the Battle Pass? Um, And I really wanted these... These star watch themed ones, so I went ahead and purchased that. But again, that's that's gonna be kind of what it comes down to, unless they show something else that is compelling, uh, which you know in theory was gonna be the PV. It's still will be the PV a little bit, but anyways, we'll see. Enough about that. BlizzCon is coming, and I'm curious to see what excitement they can stir up. Now let's move on to the actual news here, and you know what? I'll be honest. The only news story I have. Isn't super newsy. Um more of a I don't know, kind of a PSA, but it is the one and only story for this week's episode. So we're gonna head on over to DottieSports.com with an article by Max Michelli on May 23rd, which reads How to get symmetra's Gardener Skin in Overwatch 2 season four. Star has ended and with its conclusion, Overwatch 2 has turned over a new leaf, pun intended, with the start of a new gardening themed event. While the Seeds of Order event doesn't include a new game mode, it does boost a handful of challenges and ways to earn Battle Pass experience. Symmetra serves as the cover girl for this new event, and similar to other hero skin related events, this one has some simple challenges for players that are attainable simply by completing matches. The top reward for the event is an elegant Summertime Gardener skin for Symmetra. The epic quality cosmetic includes a green gardening apron, blue pants, and strong accents of gold throughout, and it's all highlighted by a giant sunflower on top of a summery gardening hat. How to get the Symmetric Gardener skin in Overwatch 2 Season 4? All Seeds of Order challenges and rewards. There are only 6 challenges for this limited time event, and only 3 of them reward cosmetics. All 6 challenges give players a massive 10,000 experience on the battle pass, which is equivalent to an entire level. The three cosmetics that you can earn are a Seeds of Order Symmetra voice line, Garden Gnome Souvenir, and of course, the Gardener Symmetra skin. Each challenge only requires that you complete a certain number of games with the Symmetra skin coming after you've completed a total of 24 games. These games can be quick play, competitive, or even in the arcade, and winning a game counts double to your total. All in all, you can get 60,000 Battle Pass experience, equal to six levels along with a few cosmetics just for playing the game the way you normally would for the next week. I've found that just knocking out a few games a day will get will get you all that the week long event has to offer. So there you have it. Um, as they mentioned there, they kind of outlined the uh, the rewards there. Uh, what was it? Gardener souvenir, garden garden gnome souvenir, the skin and a voice line. I thought this garden gnome souvenir was actually a weapon charm, and I would have liked it a lot better if it was a weapon charm. I want a little garden gnome on my on my uh, my weapon, um, but. In any case, uh, the big takeaway here is, of course, that 60,000 experience. So for me, for someone who is, you know, uh, in the final tiers of that battle pass, and when I say final tiers, I mean, you know, I count the different pages of the battle pass as different tiers. I believe, Um, you know, final level being 80, I believe I am 68 or so. So I'm almost in that final tier uh, to the last 10 levels to complete. This will definitely get me to the end. Um, Just on the simple fact of, you know, getting 24, I mean, 24 losses or 12 wins or anywhere in between that, you would be collecting the daily challenges just by playing, right? In doing that, you will be totaling up the weekly challenges. In doing all that, you're going to get battle pass experience. And of course, In completing those challenges for the gardening event, you will also, of course, get 60,000 XP. So overall, this event is going to push me over uh, to the the final, I'm sure. I'm almost positive by the time I either get those 12 wins or uh, 24 losses or whatever in between... I'm almost positive that I will have already completed the battle pass, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's nice to have those extra challenges to kind of boost you over. Of course, they did a triple experience uh, a weekend this past weekend, um, which also really helped me boost my battle pass. I think I, I must have got probably 15 levels or something, and and I wasn't playing too too much. Right, I do have many other things going on, so I was focusing on those. But in any case, get in there, get your wins, get your rewards finish off that battle pass because in i believe like i said 18 short days uh season four will be coming to an end so let's see that'd be seven that'd be 14 must be ending around the probably the 6th of june would be my guess is that right no i'm a week off there aren't i seven yes 14 would be the 8th so then yeah around the 13th of june i believe is when the uh season four will end which probably means that season five must start around the 20th i believe they usually take a you know they do that one one week patch off kind of thing so in any case do it get it done get it up there now that's actually it for our new segment of the show i'm surprised i stretched it out to be you know 18 and a half minutes here but ultimately much of that was rambling about uh pve again which i said i wasn't going to do and then i did but uh in any case, it is what it is. So, uh, next up, we are going to head on over and talk a little bit about the Overwatch League. But before we recap this past weekend's matches, we have one roster change that I did get flagged for me. Uh, the Seoul Dynasty added Sionjun. Um, I'm not too sure how to pronounce that. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right uh, to bolster their roster a little bit. Of course, if we take a look at Soul's roster, and I believe this was the Dynasty, not the Infernal. I forget that there's two... Uh, now, so oh yes, there we go. It is uh, it is the Soul Dynasty. Um, so of course they had Prophet and Prophet on their team there. Um, looking like we have Sion Jun over uh, on the Flex DPS side of things now, uh, alongside Prophet. Um, so there you have it. That's the only real change that I have around the Overwatch League. So without further ado, let's move on over and talk about our Owl recap. Be consumed by the shadows. All right. So, of course, in the Overwatch League, we had some Eastern and Western action. Of course, in the East region, it is the start of their knockout stages. Um, So, you know, the schedule was a little all over the place. And, of course, there were bracket predictions we had to make. Um, So, actually, when we get to Pick'ems, I won't really go into the East. Uh, I did outline my whole bracket on last week's episode. It was mostly a coin flip I just kind of picked here and there. I didn't feel like looking into the contenders teams to see who really stood a chance, um, but there were some surprising results, I would say. So I'll talk about the East knockout stages here uh, this past weekend first real quick. So on Saturday, May 20th, our first game saw Poker Face win 3-0 against the Dreamers. Then the Seoul Dynasty beat Rhodes 3-0. And finally, O2 Blast beat Pantera Gaming. Uh, I guess just Pantera 3-0. Oh, and then we actually had four matches on Saturday. So one final match of the day. Sinprisa Gaming 3-2 over the Shanghai Dragons. As I mentioned, a few surprising uh, outcomes there. So that's one. Uh, The only contenders team there to come out on top over an Overwatch League team. Then on Sunday, May 21st, the Guangzhou Charge beat Pokerface 3-1. The Hangzhou Spark beat the Seoul Dynasty 3-1. And the Seoul Infernal squeaked out a win over O2 Blast 3-2. And finally, closing out Sunday in the East, the Dallas Fuel 3-1 over Sin Prisa Gaming. So that is your East stage. Now, we head on over to the West, where on Friday, we had three matches. We first saw the Boston Uprising 3-0 the Vegas Eternal. Then, of course, the Vancouver Titans 3-0, the London Spitfire. Thank goodness. Good job, Vancouver. Finally, the Toronto Defiant 3-0, the Los Angeles Valiant. And again, thank goodness. Good job, Toronto. Then we move over to Saturday, May 20th, where the Los Angeles Gladiators 3-0, the Vegas Eternal. Nothing new there. The Houston Outlaws with a 3-1 win over the San Francisco Shock. Shock looking like they're maybe sorting things out but still struggling to really find their footing and Houston continuing to look very dominant. Then closing things out on Saturday a disappointing loss for the Toronto Defiant. The Boston Uprising beat them 3-1. And finally on Sunday May 21st we saw the Los Angeles Gladiators 3-1 the Vancouver Titans. The Houston Outlaws 3-1 the London Spitfire. And finally San Francisco gets a win but it was a 3-1 over the Los Angeles Valiant. So You know, interesting stuff here. We're starting to see things shake out a little bit and uh, not necessarily how we would expect, I would say. So let's uh, jump over and we'll take a look at our upcoming weekend. So first things first, I'm going to cover the East as well because, of course, uh, things break down a little bit because it is tournament play. So in the East, Spring Stage Knockouts, Saturday at 2 a.m. Mountain Time, of course, May 27th dreamers takes on the soul dynasty then at 3 30 a.m mountain time Rhodes takes on poker face finally pantera takes on sin Prisa gaming and that's right we have oh we have five matches look at that the shanghai dragons will take on o2 blast i believe that's a rematch if i'm not mistaken and then finally closing things out on saturday oh no that's an encore match <laughs> okay there's only four Four matches. Uh, we do have the Encore for anyone who wants to catch it in the West at a reasonable time. We'll see Dreamers take on the Soul Dynasty again in the Saturday Encore at 10 a.m. Then finally on Sunday, we have once again uh, four matches with an Encore. So starting at 2 a.m., the Hangzhou Spark take on the Guangzhou Charge. We then have a TBD match. Of course, winners and losers will be seeded based on performance in the past matches. So that will be at 3.30 a.m. Then at 5 a.m. the Dallas Fuel take on the Soul Infernal. Uh, And again, we have another TBD match at 6.30 a.m., which will be your uh, final match of the weekend in the East. And then we do have an encore, 10 a.m., Sunday, May 28th, the Dallas Fuel against the Seoul Infernal. And that one could actually, that could be an exciting match. Um, Could be very interesting, just given uh, what we know about Dallas struggling and what we've seen from Seoul. Uh, It does look like Dallas is maybe getting things together a little bit more. And ultimately, I mean, I do trust coach rush to uh have you know be working hard um and actually make some progress when it comes to figuring some things out so um that could be an exciting match now let's move on over to the west here and over in the west i'm actually going to do pickums as we go here so friday may 26th we have the london spitfire taking on the los angeles gladiators I am going to uh, check something real quick, make sure I did my pickups for the East. I did there, I did there, okay. So let's see. At 1 p.m. Mountain Time, the Gladiators are going to 3-0 the London Spitfire. Then then at 2.30 p.m., the Atlanta Rain will 3-0 the Las Vegas Eternal. Finally, we have the Washington Justice taking on the New York Excelsior. Now let's look at our standings here. New York sitting with 2 and 4 in 10th, and Washington sitting 4 and 2 in 5th. So I do think Washington is going to take this. Um, It's hard for me to shake that feeling that Washington and New York are sort of similarly ranked. If I look at my actual power rankings here, um, bear with me while I pull them up. There we go. I actually placed Washington in... 13th with New York in 17th. Um, looking at our standings, I mean, of course, you know, I gr- we, we do one uh, power ranking or, 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 you know, end of season ranking. Uh, we don't actually break it out by region. So it is kind of hard to equival- or, uh, compare those two. But if I look at these standings, that's pretty close with Washington in fifth and New York in 10th, right? Um, you know, there's obviously some teams in between those two that I certainly have higher than both those teams. In any case, I think Washington takes this, but I'll say New York puts up a fight, and I'll give it to them 3-2. Uh, I'll go 3-1. Then at 5.30 p.m., the Houston Outlaws take on the Florida Mayhem. Florida looking a little bit weaker as of late. Now, they are sitting 5-1, and one, um, but I believe they had a close match this past weekend against, was it the Shock maybe? Uh, No, it wasn't even this past weekend. Sorry, it was week three. They had a close match against the Valiant. That's right. They lost two maps to Valiant. And then, of course, they did lose a map to London Spitfire as well. So maybe something going on there. Maybe something worth looking into. Um, Ultimately, I do think Houston is still going to take this. I'll put it at a 3-2. I'm hopeful Florida puts up a really good fight against them. Then we have the Toronto Defiant taking on the London Spitfire. Um, I will give London... Well, let's see. Vancouver 3-0'd them i'm gonna give london a map here i'm actually going to say that this is a 3-1 for the toronto defiant um i could see it being a 3-0 and if it's anything other than that if it's a 3-2 or london wins i will be extremely upset then we have the atlanta rain in our oh sorry i moved on to saturday that was a saturday match now saturday at 2 30 p.m the atlanta rain take on the boston uprising and i'm gonna to have to give it to atlanta i'll give boston a map here i'm very curious to see how boston does hold up against atlanta um, could be very interesting in that sense because boston is showing that they seem to have their their stuff together here they're sitting in fourth with a five and one record just behind florida um, that technically puts them with the same win loss as the houston outlaws in second as well so they're a top tier team right now you know uh suffice it saying it does break my heart a little bit because I'd hoped Toronto would be up there, not Boston. But that is the situation we're in. The Florida Mayhem then take on the San Francisco Shock. I'll say this is a close one. I'm going to give it to Florida and say it's a 3-2. Um, again, if I look at the standings, Florida 5-1. San Francisco 3-3. San Francisco, we know, has been uh, struggling. The Shock have not really found their footing yet. They've definitely been working hard to try and make something happen. Um, you know, Krusty has been cooking as they say, um, but it really does seem like they're struggling with this rookie team, so I'm going to give it to Florida 3-2. Then the Houston Outlaws take on the Vancouver Titans. Vancouver managed to get one map off of the Gladiators. Um, Gladiators sitting 4-2, and two, Vancouver sitting 3-3. Three and three. That's really interesting. I mean, right now, Gladiators are in 6th place and Vancouver's in 7th. 7th is a little high for Vancouver, 6th is probably a little low for Washington or for Gladiators. I think they do deserve to be above Washington in that fifth place. I think they could put up a good fight against Boston, which would put them in fourth. Um, So really hard to kind of gauge this one. Well, no, it's not hard to gauge this one. What's hard to gauge is will Vancouver get a map? I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they do get a three one. So that is going the way of Houston, but I'll say Vancouver gets a map. Then we move into our Sunday matches, May 28th. (laughs) Starting at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, the Toronto Defiant will 3-0, the Las Vegas Eternal, nothing new there. The Gladiators are going to 3-1 the Washington Justice. And then the Boston Uprising take on the San Francisco Shock. Was I I not just talking about that matchup? Maybe I was. San Francisco, 3-3, Boston Uprising 5-1. Boston looking like the better team right now. I'm going to give it to Boston. The real question is how many uh maps does shock get? can they take them to the edge i mean i said shock would take mayhem to the edge so i'm gonna give it the same score here i'm gonna say uh 3-2 for boston we've got it we could have a couple good matches going on here then the vancouver titans are going to come out against the new york excelsior um the only teams that vancouver has struggled against so far have really and truly been sort of those top-tier teams. Let's see, the Gladiators. They lost to the Gladiators. Uh, Week three, I believe they did not play. That's correct. Week two, they went down to Atlanta. Tough match. They also beat Boston 3-0. I think that was a bit of a wake-up call for Boston. They lost to Florida. They beat the Valiant. So they've only really gone down to really top-tier teams. Um, And I mean to be fair other than Boston cuz Boston is seemingly a top tier team and they did beat them 3-0. Um so you know New York being more of a bottom tier team, I'll give I'm going to give it a 3-0 for Vancouver. I I'm going to put my faith in Vancouver. You know, I haven't I haven't actually sided with Vancouver very much in recent memory. Um you know, these past couple of years even matches I thought they could win, I was a little hesitant about and you know this season is a great example i've been a lot more on the side of toronto thinking i need to start switching that right be a little more bullish with the toronto picks i mean i'm giving london a map which i think at the start of the season i would have said this was a 3-0 no doubt um but i am gonna make give london a map there i think vancouver i need to start having a little more confidence in so i'm gonna give them a 3-0 over the new york excelsior um so there you have it now that actually is the end of our pickems let's uh let's take a quick look here at the standings in the overwatch league just see where these teams fall of course the east region is you know a little bit uh out of sorts right now in the middle of their knockout stages so just focusing on the west we have the atlanta reign in first place with six wins zero losses they only have one map loss on the season thus far The Houston Outlaws are in second with a 5-1 record. They have a 16-map win and 5 losses. Um, No ties, of course, for either of those teams. No ties in the season yet. Third place is the Florida Mayhem with a 5-1 record. 17-7 is their map win-loss. Boston Uprising are in fourth with also a 5-1 record. And a 15-5 map win-loss. Of course, that Vancouver game hurting them quite a bit there. Um, although Florida, you know, playing catch up on that side of things a little bit here, just given the fact that uh, they did give maps to the Valiant and and uh, the Shock, I believe. There was another one I was just talking about. Washington sitting pretty in fifth place with a four and two record, 12 and seven map win loss. Number six is the Los Angeles Gladiators, four and two with a 12 and 10 map win loss. 7th is Vancouver, sitting pretty at 500, 3-3 three three with 11-9. San Francisco Shock, sitting at 8, also at 500 with 3-3, three 10-14. Three, the Toronto Defiant in 9th place right now with 2-4, of course a 10-14 record. And then the New York Excelsior actually sitting in 10th with the exact same record, 2-4 and 10-14. And and so I believe at that point, um, I'm actually not even sure what it comes down to after that uh, tie-breaking. Map differential head-to-head record in qualifying matches, head-to-head map differential in qualifying matches, strength of victory evaluated by combining records of all teams beaten in qualifying matches. So that must be what it's coming down to, placing Toronto ahead. So Toronto has one more against tougher opponents than the New York, against better performing opponents than the New York Excelsior has, is, what's that, is what that's saying. Of course, now that is your midseason madness uh, knockout cutoff. So all of those 10 teams would currently be playing to get into the midseason madness tournament. The next three teams are outside of that cutoff. So the next three teams would not qualify. 11th place is the London Spitfire with one and five, seven and 15. Then the Vegas Eternal, zero and six with a 1 and 18 record. That means they have one map win on the season and 18 losses then of course 13th is the los angeles valiant with zero wins and eight losses with a record of four and 24 now obviously there is some variance in the schedules here um we are seeing the valiant with uh eight matches played of course and the vegas eternal with only six so you know vegas loses two more matches they will drop to 13th the valiant will move up to 12th ultimately um Valiant is actually the only team that has played every week thus far. They've uh, played all eight matches. I believe they actually will have a bye this next week, unless, let me just take a quick look at my, what is this, what is this, what did I pull up here? Here we go. Um, I'm just going to jump to week five here. And yes, I was correct. They do have a bye week. So this week, all team, or after this week, I believe all teams will have caught up to the eighth, uh, sorry, eight matches played. Um bringing everyone in line with one another but they'll be the only those bottom two teams will be the only two that are really affected by that and bottom three call throw london in with that as well although london has a win on the season already so vegas and and valiant are the two to watch there but that does mean that those three teams will not be playing to make the mid-season madness tournament at all whereas the other 10 teams will um and of course the top four performing teams will make it into the mid-season madness tournament to compete against the Top two teams from the Eastern side. So, exciting stuff there. Uh, I am excited to see what happens in the midseason madness. Um, you know, we know the Atlanta... At this point, the Atlanta Rain and the Houston Outlaws are a shoo-in. Um, of course, Atlanta has an easy win this upcoming weekend against the Vegas Eternal. Um, Houston has uh, a, a, what could be a tough match against Florida Mayhem. And then, you know, probably... a. a a, a a sure win for them, but still could be a tough match. They wouldn't want to let their guard down against the Vancouver Titans there on Sun or on Saturday. Sorry. Um, meanwhile, the Atlanta Rain uh, has one probably tough match against the Boston Uprising. Um, that one could test them a little bit, which which should be exciting. But those are your top two teams, and then of course the Florida Mayhem and Boston Uprising in the next uh, third and fourth positions. Those ones are less assured I would say Um, you know I realize Florida and Boston both have the same record as Houston but I do think the way these teams are performing you know there's Atlanta there's maybe even a tear break after them and then Houston but there's definitely I think a tear break after those top two teams I think Atlanta and Houston have proven that they are another caliber this season Um, Florida Boston are kind of you know, chasing that, uh, I would throw Gladiators into the mix there as well, chasing that. Um, Washington, I actually haven't watched too many games, so I can't comment on them too much, um, despite where they're sitting in the standings. So with all that said, that's actually going to be it for uh, this episode. So let's take things over and we will close things out. What a fascinating place all right so we've reached the end of the show here and i actually i was just listening back to some of uh, my recording thus far and i noticed that i can actually hear my own voice starting to give out towards the end of that previous segment now um i am fading very fast i've noticed uh as i started recording i was uh pretty high 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 with my pep and I had some pep in my step and everything and now as I'm going, my voice is kind of uh, leaving me right now. It is escaping me. So I think we won't draw this out much longer. I will simply say thank you so much for listening to episode 109 of One Man Watch Point. It was, of course, another short episode. And I say another because we've had a few in the past. Not too many, but uh, a short episode nonetheless. Uh, like I say right now, seems like the Overwatch team laying low a little bit. Um, you know, maybe not the worst call, honestly, in light of the news that happened this past weekend. Uh, the next time you hear from me, of course, will be around the 31st of May. Uh, I Technically, I believe uh, the episode will post on the 1st of June, so it will be a new month. We will be, uh, you know, in the, I guess, final, final 10 or so, slightly more, days of the Battle Pass for Season 4. Um, I'm hoping to report next week that I have completed the Battle Pass. Uh, should get some time to play. Oof be tough i might not get a ton of time to play between now and the first so we'll see how it goes uh but again i'm going to be all over those symmetric challenges to get that extra battle pass xp so without any more stalling thank you so much for listening to episode 109 of one man Watchpoint. we'll catch you in a week's time you have my thanks